Watch FM, Indianapolis. Go drop in. It's the moment y'all been waiting for. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We are Indy's hip hop station. Hot 100.9. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC Studios on this Sunday, August 20th. It is the last day of the Indiana State Fair. If you have not been, you got one day, got today, to go check it out. I'll be out there catching up on the last day. Got a few minutes of the Colts game in yesterday. Congratulations to the Colts beating the Bears 24-17 yesterday at Lucas Oil. It is also National Radio Day, and that's important because of one of the topics that I'm looking forward to to talking about today. I, I did not realize it, but Indianapolis has its own unique style of mixing. Now, I've been working in radio since I was 18 years old, and I never knew that what I was hearing was so unique that if I heard it anywhere else, they were actually copying it. And when I didn't hear it anywhere else, it's because they didn't know what the Naptown style of blending is. And again, having worked here since I was 18, I never knew that what I was listening to was an Indianapolis thing. And I'm really excited that I've now learned about it. You're going to learn about it uh, coming up here at 8.30 as we commemorate 50 years of hip-hop. It's such a big deal uh, that even here in Indianapolis, Mayor Joe Hogshead has uh, given the day uh, its own proclamation from the mayor's office. We'll talk about that with DJ Long Green coming up at 8.30. You'll be like, huh, I never realized that. Also, happy belated birthday to my mom, Tabitha. Had a good birthday party for her, and it is the 10-year dating anniversary for my wife and I today, this week. So we're going to the State Fair, back where it all started. All that to say, we got a lot to catch up on here on the show because we have not had a chance to talk back and forth to one another in about two or three weeks. Last week we were live from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Brickyard. That was a fantastic show. Uh, Thank you to everybody here at Radio One who made that happen, made it sound uh, as beautiful as it was as well as thank you to Jimmy McMillan for hosting us uh, once again. And we look forward to going back uh, to the track for the Indianapolis 500. On top of that, um, the week before that, you, you got the best of open lines. I got a chance to go down to Alabama for the um, National Association of Black Journalists Conference. It's in a different place every year. This year, it was in Birmingham, um, Alabama, and uh, it's a good time, good chance to recharge, meet new folks, learn new things, uh, have some good conversations. And for us, uh, it's it's every black journalist that you can think of Um that you see on TV, on radio, in print that shows up uh, to this. It's, it, we, we call it a big family reunion. So uh, because of those two events, we have not had a chance to open up the phone lines and talk to each other. So 
We're going to start the first half off on the show, catching up on what we've been missing out on, 317-239-1009, That's the number to get on the air here this morning to catch up, talk about what's on your mind, what's happening on your side of town, what's happening on your street, what are you concerned about, what are you annoyed about, uh, what do you want to let everybody know about? Call us, 317-239-1009. The big talk of the town literally last week was um, hang on, I got to reach the phone. It's a little bit further than it normally is. Okay, because uh, the phone is ringing. Uh, the big chat that everybody was talking about last week that we didn't get a chance to chime chime in on uh, because we were at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway doing a special edition of the show um, was uh, the calls for IMPD Chief Randall Taylor to resign uh, from a, a group of the Indianapolis Black clergy. And I was wondering if I'd bring this up or not because uh, I hadn't heard much since that call. There was there was the call that just seemed to come out of nowhere uh, and then nothing. And one of the biggest things that I've heard you all talk about or people have talked to me on the street about is, OK, if you replace the chief, who are you going to replace him with? There was no plan. Um, and some folks, I did not hear a lot of people saying, yes, have him resign. Um, just found that interesting. Um, so to get your thoughts, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. You don't have to call in and talk about that, uh, but that's just one of the things uh, that we've missed over the past two weeks. Another thing, uh, the former president, um, Donald Trump, has been indicted for a fourth time, uh, this time out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, that's another thing that happened while we were out. An interesting note talking about politics, but this time local. If you were tuned in to uh, our sister station and her Tina Cosby show on Friday, Community Connection, our regional vice president and general manager, uh, Dion Levingston, popped in, as he uh, does from time to time on Tina's show, and talked about the mayor's race, which has obviously uh, been heating up. And at the end of the show, he dropped a... Um, I think it was really like a, a warning shot um, where he said that one of the candidates has agreed to do a debate here um, on the radio and with a group of our um, media partners here in Indianapolis. Um, but another candidate has not agreed and has a ton of excuses that we'll send this person, we'll do this, let's do it this way, blah, 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 blah. He did not say who was who, but I found that to be interesting, uh, that one of the candidates is, is really ready to talk. Um, another candidate um, apparently is not in our race for mayor between uh, the incumbent Joe Hogsett and uh, the Republican challenger Jefferson Shreve, who, by the way, we do now have confirmed uh, will be coming on the show in September. I want to say it's September 10th without looking at my calendar. Uh, Jefferson Shreve will be here. As you know, we've already had the mayor here. Earlier this year, we had some uh, some back and forth, if you will, or maybe just a little forth because we weren't getting much back with getting uh, Jefferson Shreve to come on my show or Tina Cosby's show. That was in the primary. Uh, but now that we're in the general le- in the general election, as we said would happen, uh, Jefferson Shreve is ready to come chat. So he'll be here in September. So uh, we'll blow out some time for you all to call in and 
and find out why you should vote for Jefferson Tree, why he wants your vote. That's coming up right here on Open Lines uh, coming up next month. And that sounds like it's far away, but it's not because after this, there's only one more Sunday in August. All right, let's go to the phones. What's on your mind? That's just a couple of the things uh, that we missed while we've been other doing other things here on the show. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. What is on your mind? Call me. Let's go to the phones right now. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Uh, greetings to everybody. Uh, I'm going to try to go as fast as I can. I'm going to start off by saying congratulations to your mom, you and your wife. Um, congratulations. And um, then secondly, I want to say thank you for allowing me to uh, uh, advertise my books on, on the radio. And now I want to go to last Sunday and, uh, and I want to talk about Jefferson Streeves and I'm going to do it real quick. Mm-hmm. Last week at the end of the show last week out at the track, mm-hmm. the young man, uh, that one of your guests, and he was talking about how he had the keys uh, let you guys in and all these different mm-hmm. types of things. Well, that's Jimmy. And, yeah. Well, in any event, you know, they call them people house Negroes, you know, until y'all come in to own to own the track or own something. Y'all have to understand something, guys. We are not from Africa. This land belongs to us. Now, Jefferson Street. No, no, let me, let me okay. finish. Cameron. All right. Jefferson Streeves is not been to the black community. Now he has two black uh, young ladies in his commercial. And just like uh, Virginia Kane, the chief of police, they play games with us. And they put us in these positions and carrying on to communicate with the black community. So until we stand up, take our power back, take our land back and everything that belongs to us, then this nonsense is going to keep on going. Okay, because we don't have to take a direct approach to from these from these Caucasian people and get our land back and get control because nobody knows what's better for us than us. I'm just so sick of these games year after year, week after week, and y'all keep on coming with the same thing like y'all want to be friends with these people. These people don't love us, like us, or nothing else. They are in control of us, and we need to stop that. All That's right, so what now, we need to stop. So and now I, let and Cameron, me. Cameron, hold on, Cameron. Before you even respond, before you even respond, I am hanging up now. I just wanted to deliver that message. That's it. Well, okay. You call in, but want to say something, but don't want to catch a response. And all I just wanted to know, because I had a legit question. It wasn't a comment. What would make you happy if you've got all of these folks who are um, – Black and in power, the chief executives at what they do, just because they don't own the thing that that we don't that they're not qualified or we shouldn't listen to them or respect them or congratulate their achievement. I would ask you these questions and would love an answer. But you hung up. You said what you had to say and you walked out of the room. Like this is a talk show. We talk back and forth. And I got questions because none of that makes any sense. It's just like me being on this radio show. It's my show for 60 minutes, but I don't own the radio station. So does that make me less than or is it okay because uh, a black family owns Radio 1? But if if the white boys own the station, would I be less? Like, I'm not understanding what you're saying because you didn't just go through the 
Jimmy at the Indy 500, it translated over into politics and then into healthcare. The the black people that you named um, have done the doggone thing to keep it clean. So I don't know what you want. Is Jimmy supposed to hold the Indianapolis Motor Speedway hostage until Roger Penske gives it to him? Um, because Jimmy just doesn't take orders. Jimmy's running the place. So he's one of the people who runs the place. I don't know what you want. Dr. Kane is a um, professional who is leading the healthcare in the 12th, 14th, whatever we are, largest city in the country, biggest city in the state. Um, I don't know what you want because you hung up. But don't call back. Don't call back today. Phone lines are too full. You had your chance. You got in and you, and you ran off. So we'll talk to you about that on another day. My simple point is I don't know what you want. I don't know. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009 is the phone number to jump on and chit-chat. Call her online, too. Good morning. Who's this? How you doing, Cameron? You know, I have a, some a message. Uh, LFR family is on YouTube. And a lot of other people are on YouTube exposing, like Candace Owens and Jesse Peterson. People ought to be a little suspicious when you're getting uh, the other half of the story blocked. It's an awful thin pancake that don't have two sides. Two sides. So I would want to hear the whole thing. But here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about proposal number 149. And what is that? Everybody knows I've talked to it. It came out of the city council. What it does, Camson, uh, uh, Cameron, is it waives jurisdiction, right? Now, they are building a new building over here in front of the Justice Center mm-hmm. for that purpose. What they do, what they're going to do is, as you know, the Domestic Violence Act that was enacted in, uh, in, eight, in 1983, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you got a conviction on that, even if it's a misdemeanor, right, you cannot have a gun. Are you going to get five years automatic? The uh, federal magistrates, they don't have any concern and no uh, thought in that. But that and the other gun laws that they're making on a federal basis, Mm -hmm. well, what's going to happen is is to clean up the streets. Even kids that are uh, 13, 14, 15 years old, when they get caught with a gun, either whether it's been a sting operation or whatever operation it is, they don't have a chance because they're going to disappear for five years. What's going to happen is, and I'm just warning people, these men out here that have a situation where they have a conviction for domestic violence, 10 or 15 years old, right? If you get caught in the presence of a gun, say that you're at a party or something, and it's busted and there's a gun found, then you got to go to federal court. They, they, they've had this proposal. They spent the priming money, I think it's $250,000, that they spent to hire three lawyers to uh, do these waivers, to send these people in front of a federal magistrate. There's no bail in federal court, right? You stay in court because they know they got you. And the only question when you get in front of the judge is, after he reads the statute, he's going to say, well, did you do this? He don't want to know the circumstances or anything. Were you in the presence of a gun or did you possess a gun? Then you get an automatic five years. So imagine all you mothers out there, your sons and daughters are going to be shipped to Kentucky to these stockades that they built down there 
They've got enough to hold over 100,000 people. Check it out online. All right. What they're going to do. I guess that's time. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Larry actually uh, brought up something that uh, another thing that has happened uh, time and time again, actually time and time and time and time. It may be time again in the past two weeks. uh, And that is guns, as he brought up, but guns being brought to school. Whether it's been on accident or um, by negligence, schools not just in Indianapolis. It's not just an Indianapolis thing. It's not just an Eastside thing. Not just an IPS thing. Uh, but from North Central High School to Arsenal Tech to uh, Break of Day Elementary down in Johnson County to Frankfurt High School, uh, kids are bringing guns to school again. In some cases. Uh, it could be, and we don't know this yet, that it was an accident that a uh, kid picked up something. And some of them have been little kids, elementary kids. Others have been um, high schoolers who maybe needed the protection uh, for, for their walk home or what have you. Nevertheless, uh, frequently, multiple times a week since school just started and has only been in for uh, three weeks at the most, depending on where you uh, where you live, guns have been brought to school every week uh, here in central Indiana. Uh, that is definitely something that um, is on the rise. That's one of the things that gets alerted and talked about the second it happens, and it doesn't happen that often uh, in previous years, but it is happening a lot. It's happened more times than there have been weeks of school. Let's say it that way. More guns have been found more times in central Indiana schools than schools have been in for class. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Just catching up on uh, some discussions that uh, we've been missing out on as we've been uh, doing special editions of the show or been away for uh, some trips. We're back with open lines for the first half of the show. 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Cam, this is Ron. Hi, Ron. Good morning. Hey, Cam. Um, congratulations or happy birthday, Tabitha. I was also named after a TV stove uh, <laughs> uh, movie star, Ronnie. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But, uh, yes, my mom was named Ronnie. after the lady from Bewitched. I didn't say anything, did I? <laughs> I? I was named after Ronnie on George and Gracie, but you way too young to know them. Um, Cam, uh, wishing you all the best, uh, you and your wife. Cam. Thank you. Uh, and I also like the fact that you engage people on your uh, on your show, uh, not just your favorites. We'll leave it at that. Uh, moving on, um, when uh, Shreed comes on, mm-hmm. or as, as uh, Dion said, when Shreed comes on, people are, are seem to be more interested in why not to vote for you, mm-hmm. uh, or why not to vote for your opponent, than you actually saying what you're going to do. Uh, Shreve is a rich white Republican. He is not going to get, get uh, garner any votes, uh, or not many votes, I should say, from the black Democratic uh, radio audience that you all have. And that's probably why he hasn't been that interested in coming on. 
most of the people who are interested in the, in, uh, in hearing Shreve are simply going to say, are you voting for Trump? Okay, I'm not voting for you. And that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. They won't ask that question of Hogsett because they know he's a Democrat and probably won't be. So they don't care what Shreve is standing for as long as he's not or as long as he says he's not voting for um for Trump. Mm-hmm. Shreve could be standing on a corner at 42nd and post handing out money and people would rather not take the money because they think he's going to vote for Trump. What what I'm concerned is I have not heard them say anything about what they're going to do for our streets here in Indianapolis where I drive. Mm-hmm. I hear them talking about trying to stop crime. Neither one of them can do anything at all about crime. Cam, I'm driving around with my gun in my car. If I decided to shoot somebody while I was downtown, not one single police would be able to do anything or stop it. You can't stop people from being stupid, and that's what that is. In most cases, you have two people who have had a disagreement, and now they decide one of them uh, is going to shoot the other one. Police aren't going to be there. Mayor's not going to be there. But nobody can say that out loud because I'm not going to vote for you if you say that out loud. Cam, I have no, I ain't got no dog in the fight. I can say what I want. You, I don't care. You, you, you're not going to have to vote for me. But the truth is going to always be the truth. All right. No mayor can prevent crime. All right. Noted. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Noted. Uh, well, that I'm sure uh, his folks have. Uh, I, I heard what, what uh, Dion said the other day, um, and I've heard what other people have been saying in that this election has been don't vote for the other guy, not vote for me. And, of course, those are things we'll ask them about when Jefferson Treve is here on the show on September 10th live. All right. Caller on line one three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Lashana. Hi, Lashana. You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Um, yes, I was just listening to, um, well, the first caller, he was he was a bit angry, and then I was listening to the other guys. But my whole thing um, with what's going on in the city is the gun violence. And when it comes to, um, you know, like the, the first caller mentioned with the two women in the commercials, mm-hmm. we are sick of it. You know, I have two smaller children, and I have... Um, two older children, and, you know, I have good sons. You know, they work. They're out here working by the sweat of their brow every day. But I'm just like anybody else going around here. You go to a gas station. You see all these guys. Back in the day, because I've lived here my whole life, you never knew when people had guns. They're on full display. Mm -hmm where it makes people uncomfortable when somebody hears um that new the you know the new um the guy that's trying to go against hogs at shreve mm-hmm. talking about uh you know repealing the no permit you know that's the type of thing that gets people whether whatever side of the aisle that he's coming on because i agree with that uh i was like why are we allowing people just to run out here you have a weapon and in, in nobody can say anything about it. You have weapons. You don't have to show a permit. You don't have to do anything. Uh, people are getting shot on a daily basis. I remember when people used to, when somebody used to get killed back in the day, in this city, it was like, oh, man, everybody knew about it because it wasn't a normal thing. Now it's so normal 
we're we're sick of it. So it's just like the man saying, well, nobody can control um, uh, people making stupid decisions. First of all, they, they're getting so young. In these schools, these parents need to have control over their kids. I talked to the teachers, and the teachers are like, even as, as young as the sixth grade, they're like, these kids are out of control. Then their parents come up here, and it's like, well, you see why they're so out of control in guns and schools and this, this, and that. If you don't have a wrangle on your child at a young age and things going on in school, and then they're looking at social media and all these things that they think is the new, I need to be like this. I got to have a gun. I got to do this, that, and the third. What do they think this city is going to turn into? So I've met Mayor Hogsett before. Yeah, he was a pretty nice guy. And I'm not saying that he's doing a horrible job because people are out here making terrible decisions. And I don't know if the next person can change things either. But there needs to be some type of laws coming down on these kids and making permits available or, or no permit where these kids can just go out and get illegal guns anyway. And now it's just a shoot 'em up, bang bang, uh, uh, everywhere you go. That's why I haven't even been to the fair. And I know that they have a lot of, um, you know, security and everything like that. I'm sorry, it's going on, but it's just too much going on. It makes you, it gives you anxiety because nobody cares. So before we sit up here talking about uh, who's not gonna do this, not working with people for this, that, and the third, you need to look in your own household. You need to look in your own household. What are you doing, and what are you doing in your community before you can talk about what everybody else is not doing? That's my little two cents. All right. Well, I appreciate your two cents. Thank you very much. All righty. All right. You have a good one. And and I, I mean, so much of it does start at home. You know, I was about two, three weeks ago. I was doing a live shot on Fox fifty nine. You know, my first live shots are at four a.m. when I question my existence at that time when I'm on TV talking at four a.m. And we were downtown uh, on the canal. Uh, we call it a beauty shot um, where it's typically quiet. It's really just me there. Uh, me and the photographer were just using the city as a backdrop. And at 4 a.m., I'm hearing all this noise and banging and laughter and yelling. And I'm like, mm, who is up and out here at this hour? It was five teenage girls that came up the bridge where I was. And when they came by, came by they're like, oh, what's the guy from the news? Hey, how you doing? They were very nice and respectful. And I was like, what, y'all y'all all right? Y'all good? Yeah, we're good. I'm like, y'all behaving? Yeah, we are. Okay, y'all be careful. You know, they're just out walking around five teenage girls uh, on a, I, I'm, maybe school was in, maybe it wasn't. It was, it was at the beginning of the month. And uh, me and my photographer just looked like, what? Now, I get being out late, you know, 11 o'clock, midnight. But downtown, four teenage girls, four or five teenage girls walking around the canal. The question we ask, do y'all parents know that y'all are out here? Like, how does somebody, how are you getting away with that? Again, I get being out late, midnight, you know, like that downtown. We all did that good times. But. I'm like, at 4 a.m., don't nobody know where y'all at? Don't somebody want to know that y'all should be at home? You know, they weren't really doing anything but out, outside having fun. I, you know, everything echoes downtown. But my point was, what are you doing here? Go home. Go to bed. Go to sleep. Go have breakfast. Do something. But don't be down here. You know, that's it. I just always fear the worst, you know.
um, that maybe they're not doing something. Maybe somebody's sitting here watching you. Anyway, that was my thought when she brought that up. It starts at home. Saw it for myself. Four or five teenage girls walking around downtown at 4 a.m. Interesting. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? All right, let's go to three. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Cameron. Brother Motif here. Thanks for taking my call. here. talk to you in a few weeks, but uh, it's always a pleasure. And you're right. Uh, four in the morning, uh, even up until senior in high school, I never was. I never was out to four in the morning. I was an athlete, so after we got done with the games, ate a little bit. Uh, I was probably home by 11-ish mm-hmm. after game back then. That's 1985, mm-hmm. from 81 to 85. 11.30, yeah, game over, maybe 9-ish. We got something to eat, man. 11, 11.15, 11.30. I said, you senior. Uh, so uh, I would ask next time to give them some counseling and say, I, you know, maybe you all should go home. Uh, I'm a mentor and a coach, and we need to mentor and coach and talk to our young people and, act like, and stop acting like we're scared to speak to them. Uh, we are grown-ups. We are adults. We can speak to anyone. I, I'm out everywhere. I'm out and about. I'm involved. Like I said, I'm mentoring coach, and the young people give me utmost respect. I talk teaching all summer, various foods, Douglas mainly. They came in with a little bad language one day. I corrected them, and they gave me respect and said, no problem. Sorry, OG, and keep going. Mm-hmm. We got to quit acting like we're scared by young people. First of all, I want to leave with the, we got the Perseus meteor, and we have the ring of fire coming, people, and the next supermoon. Get yourself out. Get binoculars. Get a periscope. I mean, a telescope. Get your children out. Look to the sky. First of all, the young lady talked about at home. Well, what are we doing at home? Are you teaching them to look to the sky? Are you teaching the children to, to look outside their environment, outside the nature? Because home, inside the home is one part of teaching. School is one part of teaching. You will be influenced by your environment in life. Now, as an almost 60-year-old black man from Gary, Indiana, I had to learn how to navigate a pretty rough environment. Okay? So I don't, it, it's not just home. You will, you will be encountering the environment in life. And you will have to know how to navigate it. You just No one just stays at home, not even adults, not even in your own workplace. I had the worst argument I encountered last, last week at work between fellow coworkers, female coworkers. It was just completely horrible. And I removed myself from the room as they were going at each other. These are adults in the workplace. So people are tensed. People are up, but what we start with is the bright young children. We're going to stop demonizing our children. We're going to stop talking like they're just all bad because they're not. I don't care what the teachers say. Everybody's not bad. Every child's not bad, and every teacher's not good. We're going to stop that too, okay? I see too many articles. I read too many articles about things that happen in the classroom from teachers to children. You just had a teacher arrested for molesting children in the school. Hey, let me ask okay. you Let me ask you a quick question. I'm not trying to, this isn't a criticize, uh, criticism or not trying to chastise I mean, I'm you. I'm coach, so I, I mean, I'm in here. I'm no, 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 so not, no. I just want to, do you believe, uh, why, why, yes, everybody is not bad in any subject, but do you believe that there are such things as bad children and bad teachers and bad X, Y, and Z? No, that's, a, no, that's an old Christian term. I'm going, I, see, I'm educated, see. Cotton mother, that was a Christian term, black people, to label children bad back in the day. Cotton mother, the old Christian, he came in with a new idea and said, no, we don't term children as bad. Children are empty molds of clay. 
So we have to mold them. And that's when they can remember back then they used to really punish children in the 17 and 1600s and the early 1800s until Cotton Mother said, no, we got to stop demonizing. Remember, you're born in sin. All that stuff. Come on, man. Y'all got to go read. You got to go to school. Not you, Cameron. I'm just saying. People need to go do that. No, no, no. no. I, just, I just wanted your thought. I just wanted your thought. Oh, I They're empty molds of clay that probably have been molded in the wrong fashion here or there. And so we're going to break that, and then we're going to remold them. That's what, that's what my brother Kareem Hines and Chris Hines do over there at New Voice. They're breaking okay. some ones that's been molded and not. But I want to leave you with this. Power has the ability to control outcomes. I don't care about black folk in positions. I care about are those black folks have do are they controlling outcomes? Are they changing outcomes? Because that's what power does. Look what happened with the BET sale last week. Byron Allen offered more money than what it's worth, and they still turned them down. So power has the ability to shape, control and determine outcomes. And until we see the outcomes change, I don't care about those black folks in those positions. Change the outcomes. Thank you. All right. And to the ones that are uh, making a difference and changing the outcomes because they are out there, we see you. I see you. Uh, 317-239-1009. Last call before we go to break. Uh, caller on line one, you got about 45 seconds. What's on your mind? I can do it in uh, 10. Hey, I like your show. I like all the Thank theories. You. But... um. We got to start taking responsibility. You're trying to tell me somebody, uh, I don't care how old you are, you do something. So what we're supposed to do, remold you. Um, when I listen to the culture speaking, that is the problem. Um, I see why kids, children, uh, them young girls probably didn't want to go home because if you had to listen to this, I wouldn't want to go home either. Um we we are in a, in a sad state that um we just don't want to take responsibility, and I'm hearing all kind of ignorant mess about the gun laws, misinformation about the gun laws. Um, this is sad, and I, I wish you would correct it because you are a journalist. Um, the young, young last lady was talking about the that was mis incorrect information about the gun law. We want to say. That, that gun law started last year, and we want to say that's the problem with all the gun, uh, all the shooting. That's incorrect. There's no scientific fact to even back that up. We've been having um, this problem for the last four or five years uh, dealing with these shootings. We have, but it's, you know what? And as you said, I'm a journalist, so let me say this. Um, when you talk about – when we talk about these things every day, there th- these things did not just begin – but there has undeniably been an increase in incidents now since that law came in. Again, no, it hasn't. It has. It has. No, I'm telling happened. you. The again, these example of 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 there have been so many examples of kids with guns. Like even just right there, that's that's an obvious one. When when the when the guns are brought to school, everybody knows about that. When that one comes out, it is a huge thing. And I'm telling you, it has happened. What they got to do with the gun law? Well, I'm telling you that since then, doing that. we we have. But my point is, I'm I'm with you when I say this is not new. But there has right. been an increase. Is my point. There has absolutely been an increase. This isn't the first time a kid has brought a gun, but right. I can't. But I but but I don't remember the. But and I didn't say that. What I'm telling you is you said as a journalist to jump in. So I'm jumping in and tell you there has undeniably. Now, we can get into the root causes and all of this, but I'm telling you, I'm all I'm telling you is, hey, yeah, it's been raining more. We can get into 
all of what the cause is. But I'm telling you, it's been raining more than it was last year. Is all my point. Now we can get yeah, into we more. We don't, we don't got time to debate. Right. We that. we that's can get too, in. We can get into more. But that but that that's two separate things. That had nothing to do with the gun law. But I'm just saying people are blaming what you're talking about on the gun law, and it's incorrect. All right. So, you know, that's your, it, that's it, your it, thought. We'll it, have to, we'll have to talk some more. Like I said, you only have 45 seconds, saying, but we talked, we talked for longer than we had, than we have time yeah, on whatever. this one. We'll, we'll keep, we'll keep talking. Uh, like I said, you only have 45 seconds and we think we talked for about two or three minutes. Undeniably, there has been an increase. Now we can talk about what the cause is and where it started, but it's just like global warming. We can go back and forth, but there is a hurricane that is headed for California for the first time. And so, again, when you keep getting the signs and you choose to not even look at the different factors, maybe that's part of the problem. If there are wildfires in Hawaii and if there are wildfires in Canada where they don't normally happen, something has changed. We can get into it about what changed, but we have to acknowledge that something has changed. And I'm not even just talking about climate change. I'm using that as an example of just like knowledge. Temperature's different. It's raining more. This is happening more often. Hmm. All right. 317-239-1009. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we are commemorating 50 years of hip-hop. And how Indianapolis has its own unique sound. You're going to learn something because I learned something. Brandon, let's combine the break. Do one big one. We'll come back. We'll talk with DJ Longgreen right here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9. Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's open lines with Cameron Riddle. It is National Radio Day. We are back live on 106.7 WTLC and 100.9, hot 100.9. That's one of the things that has been consistent but has evolved over the past 50 years of hip-hop. So much of it has been on these two radio stations. And so uh, we're commemorating 50 years of hip-hop all year long uh, right here. Um, One of the ways that is being done is in Indianapolis a proclamation from the mayor's office of celebrating what is known as the blend. Now, I have been, this this desk that I'm sitting behind right now was the same, well, it's the same everything that was here when I started when I was 18 years old. So I used to come in overnight and produce um, all the mixes. So when everybody was going out to the club and I actually was not old enough to go to the club yet, I was the one back here pushing the buttons and starting the Mickey Ficky mix and Club 106.7 down the hall with Rusty. Um, and through all that time, I've learned music. I know music. I 
so why I know so many songs because I just sat here in a radio station. But even with all that said, I've just learned something new. And that's what we've been hearing on Indianapolis radio is unique. And if you hear it from somewhere else, it really came from right here in Indianapolis. And that is a mixing known as the blend. DJ Long Green uh, has been leading this effort uh, in Indianapolis to celebrate uh, some of the, the DJs and the MCs, the mixers who have been in this game uh, for decades and literally started it and helped make it what it is today. Uh, DJ Long Green is on our live line right now. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me, Mr. Riddle. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for uh, helping to commemorate uh, what has been an entire industry. I've seen the videos you've been posting on uh, social media with, uh, you know, with Tony Lamont and Thomas Sparkle Sox Griffin, uh, showing, one, your respect and your appreciation for uh, who, I guess, we, I, I don't know if they want the title, but the OGs of of uh of hip hop and of radio and 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 of mixing that's just some of the people um tell us we got fifteen minutes in the show yes sir but i I want you to talk about what it is you did uh to make the blend a special day in Indianapolis yes sir well, once again, thank you for having me uh mr riddle uh, I think this is a, a unique opportunity to really kind of help educate the community. Uh, as far as some of the unique culture that we've we've actually had here uh, for more than 40 years. And you did mention Tony Lamont and Thomas Sparkle Sox Griffin, uh, along with another DJ who lives in the state of Washington now by the name of Mark Williams. Uh, to a lot of people, especially in the black community, uh, those three are considered the godfathers of the, the modern-day DJ culture. Uh, here in Indianapolis. So I just wanted to make sure I, I said that specifically. Um, but basically, because the blend sound has been in our community for so long, and because it's one of those things that that generally a lot of us talk about and are aware of, uh, and it's been a staple within the Black community, especially for more than 40 years. And so, And so I just wanted to make sure that I at least attempted to do my part to make sure that this is something that was officially documented as part of our history. Um, I, I kind of felt like if, if the DJs didn't, didn't pick up the initiative on this, no one ever mm -hmm. would. I think it's too special and it's, it's, it's too tied to who we are as, as, as Naptonians or Indianapolis Hoosiers um, to, for, for us to miss the opportunity to make sure that it's documented so that long after we're gone, People understand that we had a, a certain standard or a certain way that we did things uh, in, in the community or a certain way that we listen to our music when they look back and, and they wonder about this time period and the early days of rap and kind of what Indianapolis sounded like. And so uh, I just kind of made it my mission to, to to really try and pull in the community and, 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 and kind of test where the hearts and minds of people were at in terms of the DJs and, and, and doing uh, the series on social media, the legendary DJs of Naptown, really got gave me an opportunity to engage people, really see how emotionally connected people were to the DJs. And through that experience and, and just the, the engagement, the positive feedback I got back, I, I just started making it a mission to figure out the best way to make sure 
that the sound is, is, is recognized. And, and when people think about Indianapolis, they understand that this may be the way you hear your music because we're conditioned to listening to it this mm-hmm. way. And once people catch a wind of it, uh, they're, they're generally pretty shocked and uh, walk away feeling really positive about what they just heard. Yeah, I was shocked. Like I said, I didn't I did not know what I was listening to. I thought that was the standard. And we're going to play some examples um, sure. because when, when you know, just like when I, w- I was in Birmingham, Alabama, you know, they bring in these different DJs and we're we all go to this. Uh, it's a big party on Friday night. And even then I was like, why did you mix that that way? Like, I'm not a mixer, but. They, I realized, like, I'm like, they're not mixing the songs. They just go from song to song and throw a little transition in. But because what I grew up on when I'm sitting in this radio station, I have heard all these DJs from Kenny Kicks to to, to DJ King to Rusty Redenbacher to Top Speed to whoever. There's so many that I've played their mixes that they literally blend the song together in, in 15, 10 seconds. Because we're going to play some examples. What is the blend? Uh, the blend is, is taking two songs, two original songs, um, you kind of mashing them together, finding the groove pockets in each song, and, and really coming up with a, a unique composition sonically because it pulls in elements from a main track um, and then also elements from something like an instrumental underneath it. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of gives you that blended sound if you adjust everything just right. And I thought that that was the standard. So Indianapolis has its own sound. I want to play some examples because we can go around the country and every, and you've got some good examples here, every side of countries, cities have their unique sound. So let's play Atlanta, which uh, their unique sound is trap music. Here's an example. Okay, trap. And you can hear this right, can't you, DJ Long Green? Yes, sir, absolutely. Okay, you can hear it too. Okay. Um, Baltimore has Baltimore club sound. This is it. So I whispered in her ear and said, so I whispered in her ear and said, I really love your style and your dress up like yo. I love to see your pretty face in my show. Okay. Chicago has house music. This is an example. Percolator. Okay. Houston DJs have chopped and screwed. Miami has bass music. I like that one because it makes me think of some Luke right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, New Orleans has Bounce. And then D.C. has Go-Go Music. So I like these examples because they show when you hear them, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, loop, Miami, trap music and ATL. Like you can hear it as it comes together. So Indianapolis has this blend, which sitting around mixers, I always thought was the standard. This is what a blended mix sounds like.
So two completely different songs that are blended together as one, I always thought was just mixing. Like, I thought that's what everybody did. And then when I go to other places and they don't do that, I'm like, you missed a really good opportunity to mix these two songs together. <laughs> hey, man, now you're starting to listen like a DJ. Yes. Um, and, and, but, and at the time, but I didn't know what it was. You know, like, think of, um, so I guess here's a question. So that was obviously two totally different songs. Let's say you mix Beyonce and Frankie Beverly and Maze before I let go. Those are two different songs, but they're a remake of the same song. If you mix that, is that still a blend? Um, now, personally, I consider that more of a mashup. Now, before I let go, for example, it's a classic song. And because the original and the remake kind of, kind of move at the same tempo and same pace it's real easy to kind of mash them up i see i I hear a lot of djs going back and forth between the song live and kind of bringing it in at certain points i would probably consider that more of a mashup because you don't you don't you don't generally hear for example frankie beverly's vocals over the the beyonce beat Mm -hmm. you know that would be considered more of of a mixing blend in my opinion i can't think of it um Without looking it up, um, one song, if I heard, uh, Children's Story, Slick Rick, what would you mix okay. that with? What, what would I mix Children's Story? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, uh, something like Children's Story, it, it actually works really good with a song like uh, like Friends from Houdini. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other songs. If I wanted to go uh, modern, I'd probably mix it with the instrumental uh, for Megan the Stallion's Girls in the Hood, for example. Uh, there's just a number of, of songs that really can kind of work work well together because the, the groove pockets kind of hit a little bit differently. So, like, I think of the, the Friends beat, and it's a little bit slower, it's a little bit harder, it's a little more intense and, and really comes at you. But then the vocals of Slick Rick really kind of fall in that pocket to where it's like he's in his groove pocket lyrically, uh, and the the beat from Friends more so complements than it interferes with uh, the beat from Children's Story. Okay, the thought the, the thought was the song that I've heard mixed together that I like is uh, Children's Story with um, um, oh man I just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> um, keep talking, it'll come back. <laughs> Welcome to the DJ booth. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. A lot of times we really just have to to think on the fly because uh it's it's real easy like uh at at some point in time when when djm was mostly physical vinyl records this is how we do it is this is how we do it that's what it is this is how we do it see but but and see that again when you use that that's almost kind of a mashup that's a mashup okay that was the question okay right because this is how we do it i mean it 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 literally lifted the beat from children's story Mm -hmm. and uh and that was something that was real easy for montel uh Montel Williams to do Montel Jordan, excuse me, to mm-hmm. do because uh, this is how we do it was a Def Jam song, but originally Children's Story was a Def Jam song as well, so it came from the exact same label, it's the exact same beat. So that's the clarification that I've been wondering: is it two similar songs? So that's a mashup, but when it's two completely different songs, let me play the example um, of a Naptown Blend one more time, just so you can see these are two totally different songs that actually don't sound anything alike, but Indianapolis DJs mix them together. Here's the example. 
Yes. Okay. You can hear it clearly. Yes, sir. Um, so that is an Indianapolis thing? Well, I'll tell you, it's not originally an Indianapolis thing, but it, it found a home here in Indianapolis and just uh, became a dominant sound in Indianapolis uh, at least 40 years ago. And at, at some point in time, if you'd like to for me to kind of go into that history a little bit, I can do that as well. Only got two minutes left in the show. Otherwise, we absolutely would. Um, sure. I'm, I'm j- I just learned a lot. Like, I've, I've sat in this studio uh, since I was 18 and never knew that uh, some of the things that I'm hearing or, you know, things that I'm playing uh, from the DJs are, were a unique style. I never knew that. Sure. What are ways uh, that you'll be celebrating 50 years of hip hop in Indianapolis, other things that might be happening this year? Sure. Uh, Now, just last week we had our, uh, our first DJ fest, um, what I didn't realize at the time that I had uh, applied for the proclamation uh, was that not only would it recognize it, if the proclamation were to be approved, but it would also give us a day. And so uh, the, the 50th birthday or anniversary of hip hop was August the 11th uh, of 2023. And ironically enough, the blend mixing culture uh, proclamation also was given that that date and day uh, for to, to, to celebrate here in Indianapolis. And so we had our very first uh, DJ Fest in Washington Park last weekend. And uh, there, there was a, a huge turnout of local DJs um, and, and also DJs that came from out of town. Uh, we, we had uh, DJs come from as far as Detroit uh, and, and Ohio as well uh, to participate. Uh, but we, we really... We really took that opportunity to appreciate DJ, uh, excuse me, to appreciate the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Uh, we had a segment uh, in our program uh, where the legendary DJ Top Speed and another legendary MC that we have in the in the city here by the name of PG. Um, they did a live performance. PG freestyled, really took it back, and uh, we had two shelters at Washington Park. And between the two shelters, there was a, a lot of a lot of opportunity. Uh, for DJs to really get into the last 50 years of hip-hop. And you heard just a wide range of music covering, you know, I'd have to say the the full 50 years or somewhere close to it. And so we we acknowledge certainly that we've got 50 years of hip-hop, and that's absolutely special to us and the foundation even why we're here where we're at. So I'm not sure of any specific celebrations coming up, but uh, certainly the, the entire year has been a celebration for a lot of us uh, especially DJs uh, who rock events and rock out in, in clubs in different places. Uh, when we're on the microphone, we're, we're drilling it in. Hey, this is the 50th year of hip-hop because we want you to understand that we've been, been doing this special mm-hmm. community and it's been a, a part of our culture uh, and, and, a, and a mostly overall positive part of our culture for 40 years. And I think we, we have to be intentional to embrace things that are, are, are not necessarily unique to us, uh, but have had major impact on us, and uh, hip hop has certainly had a big impact uh, on, on the black and minority communities, and really the world as a whole, the last fifty years. Mm-hmm. And we'll certainly be celebrating it right here uh, on the radio for sure. DJ Long Green, thank you. I think what I took away from today was there is a difference between a DJ that just plays music. Anybody can be a DJ. You can DJ from your iPod at 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 your barbecue. But a mixer is 
somebody who knows the art of mixing the music. That's the lesson I'm taking away from today. Thank you very much. Hey, well, I, I appreciate you for having me here, and uh, I just hope that the uh, the city continues to get behind this, and uh, we're looking forward to really celebrating uh, the, the Blend Mixing Culture Day in 2024. All right, DJ Longgreen, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you. Fantastic examples. I really enjoyed this. That's going to do it for this edition of Open Lines. Coming up on Hot, Brandon is holding it down for the rest of the morning. And then on WTLC, here comes the hour power with the Reverend Al Sharpton. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. I'll see you tomorrow morning starting at 4 o'clock, 4 a.m. on Fox 59. See you next Sunday, same time, same station, live at 8.